and welcome back to Perform Talks. I'm your host, Bethany and Wynne. And before we get on with today's show, I just want to let you guys know that our free monthly online performing arts magazine is now available to download. All you need to do is head to pmag.co.uk or you can follow the link in our show notes to download your free copy of Performing Arts Mag. Don't forget, if you love these episodes, please head to iTunes to leave us a review. All reviews help us get noticed by more performers and help get more free information and industry insight out there to help as many people as we can. A huge thank you for your support and without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Louise Haas and Louise is a commercial and runway model and she's also an upcoming TV personality. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and join us. Thank you so much Bethany for having me on. Um, Thanks for the lovely introduction. That's more than okay. I'm so pleased to have you on. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I would love for all the listeners at home if you could just tell them a little bit about who you are and what you get up to day to day. So yeah, um, I am Louise. I am a a model for runway, beauty, commercial um, and some editorial and I've recently started to do television as well. But it all started almost five years ago when I was signed with my first modelling agency um, and then I was signed with another agency and another agency. So, and um, yeah, modeling work picked up during my studies here in London. Um, I'm originally from Germany and Latvia. Um, I came over here just for my studies and somehow I ended up in fashion and in television. Um, so what I'm getting up nowadays is just more or less catching up on um, fashion work because I've recently completed two TV programs um, that involved some traveling. So I've been back to London since last week and I am doing a couple of more fashion shows, um, shoots and preparing for new auditions. So yeah, this, it's, it's never getting boring, really. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets boring in this industry. You never know what's going to happen, but it's fabulous industry to be in. If you want uh, spontaneity, shall we say, it's the best, one of the best industries for that. Um, Very much so. So obviously you've got this amazing list of credits in your modeling. Is there any particular job that stands out for you that you're like, oh, yeah, that was just a fantastic contract? Um, I can't really recall just, just one because there were, there were many, but I think the more interesting things are the publications because sometimes you don't really expect publications. And we're talking about Hubs Bazaar UK, uh, Vogue Italia, um, I've been published in El Bulgaria and in Grazia, Morocco. So these were all publications that were not really planned, but that photographers submitted. So when you see a publication popping up in your inbox uh, and the photographer saying, uh, oh, look, we've been uh, published in El or in Vogue or in Harps Bazaar, that's <laughs> these, are, these are the moments which make you happiest and most excited but um these sometimes happen you know very unexpectedly in modeling it's quite typical that a lot of photographers models and makeup artists collaborate on publications with each other so they 
target certain fashion magazines um, and they prepare a whole shoot just for the magazine. So to plan an editorial takes a lot of time because it's usually, well, we need a mood board, we need the storyline to fit, we need six different looks and the makeup and the hair needs to fit and we need a location and the time planned and the whole team has to be available. And then the submission takes a couple of months um, and until it's published, it takes a couple of months. So sometimes you wait half a year until you can actually show the pictures from your work. Um, but sometimes jobs, for example, especially London Fashion Week jobs or runway jobs get published in places like Vogue or Elle uh, unexpectedly, just because the editors, they see the pictures from the photographers somewhere, um, they approach them, they take the pictures and they, they publish them. And that has happened quite unexpectedly in, in the past. So I was published in Elle and Vogue from a London Fashion Week show, which I didn't, which, which I didn't see coming. But about two months after the show, I, um, I was sent a link saying, oh, we are in Vogue, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty big um, thing to just by the way. <laughs> by the way, you're in Vogue. It's a pretty big thing to just say by the way. Um, but I guess this is how it works. The editors of such magazines are always searching for content. Um, and obviously, photographers always look out for being published in such uh, large and reputable publications. And it's a nice uh, credential to have. There was a similar one in Harper's Bazaar, UK. I, I've actually done a couture job for a um, Polish-English couture designer here in London. And we went to the seaside of England and we did that show in the storm and, and, and it was raining and storming. But the pictures are absolutely amazing, uh, very dramatic. And they got published in Harper's Bazaar in the end. So that was also unexpected. It's <laughs> incredible. As if these things just yeah. happen. That's so exciting for you. Um, yeah so when we look at you know modeling contracts and things how did how did that start for you how did you get into this industry so for me it was a little bit of luck and a little bit of own initiative because I was I was not really scouted. A lot of models have this classical scouting story. There was someone in the supermarket and then an agent comes up to them and they just want to sign them. Well, that's, um, that, that happens still quite often. But for me, I was recommended through a friend who has already been signed to a modeling agency. We met at university and he said, Louise, you're, you're tall, you're fairly slim, you have an interesting look. Why don't you try this, this some modeling? And, uh, well, I, I looked up his agency and he said a lot of brilliant things about them. And I just had a, had a friend take some pictures of me, submitted them. And literally the next week I came up for casting. Then at the casting, they took some pictures. Uh, they sent me to their books and literally a week later I had my first job. So this is how it really started. That is such it a was, quick um, turnaround. It was a very quick turnaround, which I didn't really see coming. Um, but then the more serious work came more along the line. It was a small boutique agency that I got signed to um, as my first agency. But then I signed to um, Bay Models London, which is a bigger commercial agency here. So, um, and they got quite a good, lot of good work out for me. That's amazing. And with these agencies, obviously, there's a lot of people that want to go into modelling. And... 
as we were saying before before we started this podcast, we were just having a little chat and we were talking about um, people wanting to get into this industry and the lack of experience and knowledge about this industry can lead people to potentially the wrong people in the business. Um, so what would you say if someone's like looking for a modeling agency, what would you say the top things are to remember before they do anything? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. A lot of people want to do a little bit of modeling in the side, whether they are dancers, singers, performers, actors, especially actors want to do a little bit of modeling on the side because I guess they're on the camera anyway. So <laughs> it comes naturally to just um, be be in front of the camera in a, in a different type of way. Um, there are plenty of really good and really reputable agencies out there. And I would say it's easier than ever to get signed with a modeling agency and to enter the industry. And it's harder than ever to get signed and to enter the modeling industry just because there's so many models out there, more models than there have ever been before on this planet. But at the same time, there is more and more space for diversity. So it doesn't matter which height you are, what shape you are, what background you are, um, there, is, there is space for anyone of any age and any shape and any color. Um, the thing that is quite concerning is also the rise of scam agencies because they understand there is an increasing demand for people wanting to model and they think they're entering a very glamorous and a very exciting industry uh, which can be very glamorous and exciting but at the same time there's people out there that really want to make use of it so rule of thumb is if there's an agency wants to charge you up front that is not a reputable agency a reputable agency never charges the model up front um, if you want to pay for portfolio pictures or you want to, um, I don't know, increase your, increase your, um, your, how, how, how do we put this best? Increase, increase your standard by, for example, booking a very, very high end reputable photographer. Well, you have to pay out of your own pocket, but an agency would never ask you to do that. Um, they take commissions after the job is done or if they invest in, let's say your modeling cards or your portfolio book, which is usually a printed book. Uh, nowadays, um, there's less and less books around because everything is digital. So um, now it's acceptable to go to castings with an, with an iPad and your pictures on it. Um, but an agency will um, charge you in terms of commissions. They take that money from the jobs that you're getting. So if they spend three pounds on your modeling portfolio book, they will deduct this from the rate that you get. But a reputable agency never charges you upfront, and that is uh, something really much to remember. There's also modeling associations out there, so if you want to check whether the agency you're applying for, um, or an agency that might have approached you is reputable, it's always worth going on their website and, or their Instagram page and checking whether the models are real models on there, or is it just just pictures, or um, if you're unsure just look up the models that they are supposedly signed uh, and and just message these models and ask ask about the agency. I think that's the safest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also something called the British Fashion Model Agencies Association, um, where there is a list of reputable agencies that are approved and that um, are operating under the official government standards. So that is worth checking out as well. That's amazing advice. And I'm so glad you said about the upfront fees because I 
feel like I bang on about this all the time. Like I feel like people are probably sick to death of me saying it. So it's nice to hear someone else saying it as well, but agencies should never charge upfront fees. And there are so many out there that that do because they know they can get away with it because people are willing to pay to get into this industry and they think this is the way in and it's it's so not um so it's nice to hear someone else saying it rather than me for a change is that also the case for for acting agencies yeah yeah there's quite a few that are like get into tv now and you know and then they charge people up front and then they tell them that they need to pay for these certain headshots with this certain photographer and then they never get any work and it's like because you've already paid them they don't have to do anything (laughs) they've got their money yeah that makes sense makes sense yeah but that that should be banned in my opinion (laughs) i think it should be i think it's horrific and when I was starting out, I nearly got scammed by one of these agencies because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to get into the industry. And luckily, I didn't do it. <laughs> and luckily, now I know not to. But that's why I think I pushed it so much. It's like, don't do it, please, people. <laughs> yes, yes. And obviously, people listening to your podcast, they, they are obviously ones that are interested in how to get into the industry and get the right advice uh, from the right people. So that's 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 brilliant. Thank you. And I'm so glad that you said about that because it is it is a massive uh, thing for me about the industry. Um, so say someone has got in with a reputable agency or they've managed to book a modelling job. What would your tips be to someone who's literally going on their first job? So it really depends on the brief of the job. I would So because you as a model, you are blank canvas for the client. Usually they have a makeup artist there, they have a stylist on set. So you don't need to provide anything. You just come as you are. Um, you are a blank canvas. But obviously be always well-groomed. Make sure <laughs> you wash your hair, you're showered, your skin looks n- nice and clean. Um, and, you know, sometimes they ask you maybe to bring your bring your heels, um, bring, bring your own shoes if required. Sometimes they have some extra requirements. I always try to have nude color underwear because you never know what the garments look like. Some of the garments might be very see-through. Um, and if it's like very black or colorful underwear, sometimes you see it, then they ask you to put it off and it can be maybe a little bit embarrassing. So you'd rather just go with nude underwear every time you go on the job. (laughs) So I have like my, my whole range of nude underwear at home. Um, and yeah, so it's usually very simple. I always bring a pair of heels just in case the shoes that they have don't fit me. But I'm a size eight and a half, size 41, which is quite large sometimes. And I sometimes don't fit into the shoes. And in order to avoid some, some struggle and some discomfort for me and, and for the client, I just um, I just always bring my spare pair of heels with me. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great advice. Is there anything else you would say for people that they should always look at bringing? Something else. I mean, your job is it just to turn up and be professional rather than thinking what to bring. Just make sure you're being on time. You're being professional. You're being nice and kind to people because what goes around comes around. Well, if the, if the client likes you and the makeup artist and the stylists like you, guess what? You will be booked again. Or they will think about you for the next opportunity um it's their job to provide you everything they need for the shoot so i would say don't worry too much about what you have to bring um but think about how to present yourself how to be towards people 
what is your attitude like? If your attitude is professional and nice and kind, then people will, will see that and that will resonate, resonate with people. Um, but it, it depends on sometimes when we're talking about test shoots, for example, that is usually the very first type of shoot that agencies may ask you to do, especially when you're a new model. Um, and for a test shoot or for just for a Polaroid shoot, which is basically just very simple, sleek pictures of yourself, usually a headshot, a full body shot, uh, a shot from every angle of your body, just for the clients to see. Um, what you look like in a natural state, in a non-style shape. Um, and then it's right to remember that you are still a blank canvas, so you should show yourself in the most natural light. Don't put too much makeup on. You can have like a no makeup makeup look, um, or you just don't have any makeup at all. Um, you have your hair sleek back somewhere in a very natural way, and you wear something very body fitted, um, usually black, a black t-shirt, a black jeans or dark dark jeans usually works very well and that's usually what 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 is enough for um for a client to um to judge whether you're suitable or not and that's enough for the agency to see what you look like in a natural light mm, that's amazing i would love to ask you um there's a lot of misconceptions about the modeling agency in terms of how models look after themselves and how they present themselves um, I would love for you to talk a little bit about how you look after yourself from everything down to like nutritional to like your skin is glowing and I want to know how you do that. So anyone, <laughs> I know you guys can't see this at home, but her skin is glorious. Um, so all those things that come into like, it's your instrument, isn't it? Your body is your tool and it's your money. It's how you make your money. So how do you look after yourself? Yes, right. Um, that's obviously sometimes a very controversial topic because I think in the classical model age, everyone was told to lose weight. So if you're, you know, you're more than a size S, um, you know, you're you're being told off, and there's no there's no place for you in the modeling industry. Nowadays, luckily, both the agencies and the clients they're a bit more easygoing when it comes to um, to, to body shape, and there's a lot of body positivity movements out there and and i think it's a beauty it's, it's a type of beauty that, that's being accepted more and more so i am personally not under such pressure to be hyper skinny i'm also not a size zero in a, in a classical sense and i will never be also due to my bone structure or due to just just my natural way of being there was a time um just before the pandemic where i was really trying hard to lose more weight just to fit that type of high-end catwalk fashion model standard to be, to be like a little little stick. Not necessarily because someone told me to, but because I was, I guess I was looking at Instagram pictures of, of girls and I was looking at other models and I was comparing myself as well. And eventually I realized that actually I'm, I'm all right the way I am. <laughs> but it, it took me, it took me some, some time to really, um, to really realize that. I think for me, I don't count calories i guess i'm also blessed with a good metabolism which a lot of models are to be honest i think the most models that are naturally skinny they are just naturally skinny they are just gifted to be like that and i think it's important to remember as someone who might just be entering the industry that your body just looks the way it is um some girls they are just naturally hyper skinny and they eat like grown men or like two grown men but it doesn't matter um 
they are just the way they are and they may not be able to change that either. So um, in, instead of looking at other models and thinking to yourself, well, is, well, do I actually fit into that, that type of size zero, whatever it is? Um, well, think about, well, how can I look my very best in my own way? So if you're, if you're feeling your weight is unhealthy or you think you can improve something, then by all means do that. I mean, one thing I have done is after university, I cut out all junk food because when I was stressed, I was working three jobs at that time and being a university student. And one of those jobs was being a model. Um, I, I, I sort of, I don't know, I've, I've lived a very unhealthy lifestyle and eventually I've just come to the realization, well, if I want to be my best shape and way, and I was always suffering from bad skin as well, uh, then I have to do something about it. So I just cut down on carbs. So I try to not to eat any junk food, anything that is processed. I eat, um, I eat a lot of, for example, oats in the morning. I eat eggs, I eat protein, fish, meat. I eat um, veggies, fruits, but I try not to go for the um, go for the naughty things. I don't eat pizzas or pastas or any type of processed foods. And I try to cook for myself a lot as well, which prevents you from um, from going and eating junk food if you know that you're preparing your food yourself. Um, so that's one way of um, how to stay in a certain shape. And when it comes to the skin, um, thank, thanks for the compliment, but I <laughs> suffer from um, unclean skin actually until now. Um, diet has helped me for sure and also regular cleansing. So I'm not trying to overdo it. At some point I was using 10 different skin products and I thought the more, the better. Um, but actually just having a very good cleanser and, um, you know, cleaning your skin as much as you can, um, using moisturizers because I, I get dry skin very often as well. Um, it's, it's just about these simple things that are not hard to integrate in your routine, but sometimes overdoing it makes it even worse. So yeah, that's my... Uh, I guess that that's my very simple go-to <laughs> go routine. I need to cleanse my face more and moisturize a lot more than I think that's going to be the way forward. Um, but thank you for being so, so open about that because I know a lot of my followers have approached me, you know, and people who have wanted to get into modeling and they're like, I'm not this size. I don't know what I should eat. I had a pizza last night and I feel horrific about it. And, you know, I think there's so much stigma about that when actually it, the industry, it, it isn't like that and it doesn't revolve around that. No, no, absolutely. Uh, nowadays, actually, there is more than enough demand for curvy models, which is what quite, um, quite a beautiful thing, actually. I get sometimes asked by my own clients, oh, do you know any good curvy models you can recommend? And I'm going through my list of contacts and there's maybe one or two girls that I know um, that, that are, you know, they're beautiful women, but obviously they are, they are in a, in, in a curvy size and I think they're beautiful, um, but there's definitely increasing demand um, for that. And um, yeah, you don't have to be, you know, just, just be your natural self. If you are naturally, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit curvier, not a certain size, then, you know, just don't don't worry about it. Your body is just the way it is. I always keep saying that. Um, just make sure you eat in a healthy, natural way that is healthy for you. Don't worry if you have a pizza once in a while. Like, I cheat once in a while. I've been traveling lately, and there was sometimes nothing else but pizzas and pastas, and then, well, 
I've, I've eaten them as well. So yeah, don't worry about it too much. <laughs> Super. Thank you so much for sharing that information Um, because I feel like it's important to get that from a model who's out there doing it right now. Um, I also want to talk to you because you are an upcoming TV personality. You have been in some reality shows. Can you talk a little bit about um, your TV career? Yes, absolutely. Um, There are three shows that I participated in so far. One of them is out, one of them I can talk about, the other two are not uh, launched yet until January 2020, sorry, 2022. Um, so I um, have to be a little bit restricted about what I'm allowed to say, but I can definitely explain the general concept or some maybe some details on the casting process, etc. Um, so uh, just, just to give you an overview, I started doing television just about two years ago when Actually, a, a friend of mine asked me to go on a show called Eating with My Ex on BBC, which is um, which might be quite uh, quite known. But it was just one episode. It wasn't that much of exposure, but it was a great experience. Then I was cast earlier this year for a bigger show, um, which is quite similar to The Apprentice. A lot of people know The Apprentice with Alan Sugar, um, a business show that is all about trying to gain investment. So I was cast for a very similar new show, which will be launched on one of the big streaming platforms from early next year. Um, and then I was cast for a model show in the Himalayas that involved us climbing Mount Everest and doing a Guinness World Records fashion show on the Everest. <laughs> wow. Um, so um, so and that was also a multi-episode show, which also will be launched early next year. So I can roughly talk about them, but I'm not allowed to reveal any like more specific specific details about the show and who's producing them and where they're going to be seen. <laughs> That's amazing, um, though. How incredible. Those both sound like such great watches, so we'll definitely be keeping an eye out for those. Um, so when you did Eating With Your Rex, um, that's quite a well-known show. And <clears throat> I think with most acting acting jobs you know people have a character and they're playing this character and they're being this person it's not them and they can always hide behind that and not hide behind it but you know that's what they you know if anything happens with their character it's their character it's not them it's not who they actually are um but being a reality star you're yourself and you're putting yourself out there it's quite a vulnerable and exposing thing. How did you find that? Yes, so um, I, I guess you're absolutely right. You are basically yourself, or depending on how you want to portray yourself, a version of yourself. Um, and whenever I spoke to casting directors and whenever I was in the casting process for reality TV myself, I found that people are really, really trying to get to the depths and the grids of you, who you really are. Um, and I, I think that's this is all what it's about. It's about authenticity. And I guess people, people aren't stupid. They can sense, the viewers can sense if you are not yourself, if you're trying to be someone, if you're not authentic. Um, and I think what casting directors are really looking out for is for very genuine and very unique characters that are just genuinely entertaining and interesting in themselves. Um, so I have never, whenever I was in a casting process for reality TV, I've never been trying to be really someone else. Of course, you're always trying to be the most 
the best version of yourself and trying to be as positive and as inspiring as, as you want to be portrayed. Um, but then your real character always comes out because what these, these, so these shows are designed to make you experience your best and your worst. Um, that, that is quite typical for reality TV. Uh, the production companies always would want to put you under some sort of pressure. Um, I was in a business reality TV show where it was a lot about uh, performance. So every day there was a new challenge. We had to perform on a daily basis and it was a competition. So people were eliminated all the time throughout the show. Uh, so the pressure is getting higher and higher with every episode. And you can definitely feel feel that pressure and you're, you're having a lack of sleep because you're only sleeping for a few hours. You start at 6.30 in the morning. Sometimes you only arrive at midnight um, with the last scenes. And then in between, you have to prepare for the next challenges and because you want to be ahead of your competition. And of course, you are becoming very, very sensitive and people burst out in tears and people are angry and people keep shouting at each other and there is conflict. There has to be conflict because it's reality TV. It's... Um, it's genuinely peeping feeling, people feeling under pressure, uh, people feeling put in a corner sometimes, people feeling frustrated and sad. And I experienced all these emotions and I've shown probably also one of the worst sides of myself on television, which um, was firstly very embarrassing, but then looking looking back on it, I think I, I'm just a human being and no matter how vulnerable I was made, I have to you know stand up to this decision and have to you know I'm, I'm i'm just an imperfect human being just as everyone else and i think it's just about accepting that and um just just um saying well that's that's just me i oh, can't do anything about it um so yes coming back to your question you are showing your most vulnerable self um and it's definitely not acting um but at the same time, this is exactly what the audience also wants to see. This is what the production company wants to see. You want to see real human beings with real emotions. I have cried on reality TV because there was a situation where someone else got eliminated from the competition that I was very close with. And um, it just made me very sad and I burst out in tears. So, and initially you try to uh, sort of refrain from showing too much weak emotion because it's it's all on camera and it's all on you know they will definitely use that footage whenever there was some fight going on where there were wherever there were some tears there were always camera around um and initially i thought it was something bad and something to feel embarrassed of but at the end of the day i think that actually makes you more personable and um this is also something that people make more connect with because a lot of actors, they are, as you said, they're portraying another person, another figure, and people don't really know who are these people really. If I watch some interviews with some famous actors, they make it a gist of who that person is. But if you see that very person in real life situations and in, in very high pressure environments, then you really, really see the real self of, um, of those people. Um, so, so yeah, I, all, all I can say is that um, I've shown emotions on television and um, I'm not embarrassed about it at all. In fact, when I went on the very first reality TV show, Eating With My Ex, I had a little emotional moment where I dropped a tear 
And um, I thought, oh my God, this is going to make me look so weak and so bad on TV. And maybe maybe people are going to hate up on me or maybe people are going to say bad things. But actually, I saw a lot of Twitter comments from people saying, oh, oh my God, you're, you're so sweet, you're so personable, you're so relatable. And I, I think the feedback was so positive so far that... Um, um, I, I don't know, I'm looking forward to whatever's going to happen in January when there's more footage coming out of <laughs> of me being on camera. So um, I'll, I'll see what the reactions will be. But I I'm, I'm, I can only judge from what I, I've experienced so far. That's amazing. Well done you. And I'm so excited for all the opportunities that are going to be coming your way. I can't wait to see the shows when they air. Um, so for everyone who's listening to the show, I'll make sure I put the links in the show notes. But can you tell people where they can find you so they can follow what you're up to and all your work? Um, so yeah, my Instagram is Louise, H-S-S. So it's written L-U-I-S-E, H-S-S, in one word. And that is both my Instagram as well as my Facebook account. Super. And I'll make sure I get that in the show notes, guys, so you can follow Louise um, for all her amazing work that she's up to and keep in the loop about when her TV shows are going to air because that's very, very exciting. Uh, Very last question, Louise, before I let you go and enjoy the rest of your day. Um, But what advice would you give to aspiring performers? I guess performance is very broad. It really depends on what exactly do you want to do. And I think that's also my key advice is knowing exactly who you are and sort of where you could fit in best. So if you're really focused on becoming a model um, and especially becoming a, a commercial model, be focused on just that. Do as much research as possible. I mean, I'm personally, I'm following a lot of models on Instagram. I think I follow over 3,000 people by now um, on Instagram that, uh, that I've come across at some point, in some stage. Um, follow the, the agencies that you're interested with. Look at what exactly, what type of people do they represent? If you want to get on television, well, do as much research on the type of people that are in the industry as possible. Be very, very, very focused and do your homework. Um, and, um, well, test the waters. If you're new to it, just try to do a little bit of everything if you haven't really figured out where you're at. But I think the best thing to do is figuring out what you're best at. Not everyone has the aesthetics of a model and is being in demand as a model. That's just the reality of things as they are, I guess. No matter, I mean, nowadays there's a high diversity market and there's also high demand for a lot of models of different shapes and sizes but at the same time it's super competitive so not everyone will be able to enter the industry in a good way um and the same with acting the same with reality tv if this is where you fit in and you feel you've put all your energy and time into it and it doesn't work out well then find out what it is that that you're good at and that you can do and then max out on that um when i found out that i'm well I'm in demand as a model. I've done a lot of freelance work and I've tried to contact uh, fashion houses myself to get into certain campaigns or to try to get into uh, runway shows. And right now I'm getting 80% of my work myself without an agency. So it's really about knowing where you're at, what type of jobs you could fit in, what type of formats you can fit in and um, doing your own work. Don't Don't rely on the agency alone because they only have one job is making sure that 
they as an agency can sustain themselves financially, which means it doesn't matter if 20% of their models are working or 80% or 100% of their models are working models. It doesn't matter for them. You're just, just a number on the book for them, more or less. Not every, not all the time. You know, like I have very nice, very kind and very caring agents as well. But at the, at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to look after yourself and your career and no one else is going to do that for you. That's my advice. That's fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Louise, for coming on the show and giving up your time to speak with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, love the questions. And um, yeah, I hope that gives your audience a little bit of value. And if anyone wants to contact me, has any questions or wants to know anything else about modeling or reality TV, then they have, uh, they're very welcome to contact me as well. Oh, thank you so much, Louise. Thank you so much for everyone listening at home. I've been Bethany Unwin, and this has been Performer Talks.